Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to my Two Cents Podcast, episode 17, which is entitled Mortality. Now, let me get into the foods of the week. Today, April the 11th, is Cheese Fondue Day. Tomorrow, April the 12th, is Licorice Day and Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. April 13th, Peach Cobbler Day. April 14th, Pecan Day. April 15th, Glazed Ham Day. April 16th, Eggs Benedict Day, Baked Ham with Pineapple Day, and Day of Mushroom. And April 17th, Cheese Ball Day with World Malbec Day. I named this episode Mortality off of two people that have passed away, but there's a difference in these two people. Prince Philip has passed away at the age of 99, while DMX has passed away at the age of 50. This is a hard one, and I want you guys to walk with me with this one. Just listen to what I have to say on this. Prince Philip died at the age of 99, and we all kind of knew that he was going to go. And it was, it's, you're, you're 99, you kind of know that your days are up, you kind of know that your days are numbered. While DMX, he was at the age of 50. Now people say he already passed his prime, but I don't think that, it, it, he was still too young to go away. As a child, my mom would be taking care of CNA patients. And I would say, okay, my mom will have like a 60-year-old client and then me at the age of 10 or something. I would say, that person's old. My mom said, he's not old. He's he's still young, Gerald. He's not old. And she would ask me, okay, break down your definition of old. I would say somebody older than 50. Now, as I am 24 going on 25, I have grown up and wised up more, and I understand that not everything is easy. Not everything, not you. You don't understand everything at a young age. Yes, you're able to understand certain things, but at a young age, you don't understand everything. The world is still a big place, and there's still uh, lots of room for you to grow. You're that's all life is. Whenever as you're growing up. You're growing in knowledge. You're growing in experiences. You're growing in every detail in life. But at the age of 10, you don't know none of that. You just know, okay, this and that. Your mom and dad tell you what to do. You don't, you you do it and such and much. But let me get back to this. Philip died at age 99. He was in the hospital. This has been building up for some time now, for a good couple months, ever since the Megan Harry uh, interview came out. We all kind of had an idea that he would be going away and passing away soon. I at least I did. I would be talk. I would be telling my parents that okay, yeah, I don't see him living long, and I'm pretty sure everybody in England and everybody in the royal monarchy, their whole business, knew that he wasn't going to be living long. While on the flip side of this coin. DMX is the age of 50. Think about that for a minute. Age of 50. My mom and dad is 
uh, my mom is 52. My dad is 54. If they were to leave me now, I wouldn't know what to do. I'm at the age of 24 and I'm still a baby in the world's eyes, but in the eyes of the world, technically I'm a man by the by just by the age, but whenever somebody sees me, they'll still know that, Gerald, you're still a baby in the eyes of the world. You don't have the whole complete knowledge that uh, an adult would at the age of probably like at 35, because at the age of 35, you experience so much things that you are, you have almost came into the complete total package of, okay, this is what adulthood looks like. This is what you should see down in the future. At the age of 24, you're not, you haven't hit your prime yet. You haven't hit your peak of anything yet. At least I haven't. And I know a lot of people that haven't even hit their prime yet or peak yet at the age of 24, 25, 26. They haven't hit their peak yet. But getting back to it, age of 50 is a young age to be going away and passing away. But DMX basically died because he had to go to the hospital and he was in a vegetative state. And his, uh, this is a hard one for me to cover because I've been thinking about what happens after we leave this planet as a test. I want everybody right now that's listening to this, just shut your eyes. When you shut your eyes, what do you see? Complete, total darkness. I want you to keep your eyes shut for about a good two minutes. You can think everything. You can think everything. I just want you to keep your eyes shut. I want you just to breathe in that darkness. That is what our human brains will think and see whenever we decide to leave off this earth. You shut your eyes and you're going off and you're drifting and you're off to sleep, or you're off to go off to, well, the afterlife, if you will, but you don't know what is beyond this whole realm that we're in, you don't know what's behind these gates, you don't know nothing, now, as you're still having your eyes shut, just think, what is behind these What's behind this darkness? Is this all we have to... Well, is this is this it? Is this all we're going to be thinking about and seeing once we're off this planet? Or is there something greater and bigger for us when we leave this? That's something that you need to think about. That's something that we all need to think about. Anybody can go at any time of day. We've all seen this past week people getting killed because somebody taking amongst their own hands to start doing the shooting and killing. We've seen it a couple weeks ago when a guy went over to a spa and just started letting gunshots off. I mean, we have seen it. We have seen it from time to time again, the time that you can easily go at any moment in time. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up the whole morality (coughs) concept of this is because whenever I thought about DMX and I would go over and read the Twitter feed and people just read people just posting out tweets about DMX being their favorite rapper and 
a guy that helped them get through hard times because of his music. As a child, and even now, I don't really think, I didn't think about it like that. I didn't think about DMX's music like that. Now, I know all the little anthems. I know where the hood at. I knew X is going to give it to you. I knew Rough Riders anthem. I knew all these, like, big national songs. And even Slippin', I knew the hook of Slippin'. I slip, I fall, and I can't get up. Now, I never really, like, dived into the music because I'm not really much a musical type of guy. But DMX will be talking, well, rhyming some real-life situations in his music that cut deep that not a lot of musicians in a rap do. They don't usually rap about real-life, everyday struggles that somebody needs to listen to. Like, this is a song that somebody can listen to and try to better themselves or hear this person, hear this artist's pain and you listening to it and you can relate to what this artist is saying and pain-wise. Artists now in hip-hop, majority of them, they fake flex. They say they got all this money, they're doing this, they're doing that. I'm taking your girl, I am uh, buying her this and that, I'm taking her on trips here and there, I'm buying her this car, such and much. While, on the other hand, now, you got some rappers, Kendrick Lamar, he paints a lyrical picture in your head of um, stories. Kendrick is the first one that comes to mind because everybody says that kid Kendrick, J. Cole, he does the same thing. You have other musicians, but those are the only two like rappers that come to my mind at the moment. The thing that I'm trying to get at here was this is that I only knew of DMX off of like Def Jam Fight for Vendetta. That was a video game that my me and my brothers would be uh playing at a time when we were young children. Now that I've gotten older and now that since the passing, and that's usually what happens when somebody passes, people start doing a lot more research on this person and you start seeing how the impact that they've done to a community or see how much they meant to certain people. That's what happened today with DMX. I looked up and I saw how much he meant to people and people talked about how much his struggles uh, save them. They were able to relate to him. I never knew none of this. I was a, I'm still a guy that doesn't pay attention to music now, unless I pop on the radio and I hear a certain song that I listen that might be a tune that I just like the beat of it. And I'll figure out, try to find who it is or somehow I find fall on your uh, music on YouTube or something, or my brother might put me on to somebody that I usually would never listen to. And that's how I find music. But I'm not a musical guy. I'm not, I never have been. I'm just not that type of person. But DMX seems to have gravitated and grabbed a lot of people. For these past couple of days, I was watching old DMX videos and he was at Woodstock in 1999, 
and he had people jamming to him. Just people. You can be any nationality. You can be any race color. He had people in the palm of his hand jamming to him performing on stage. He had that type of impact. He, Matter of fact, here's another thing. As a small child, I never knew the impact that DMX had. I knew of Rough Riders, the double R logo. I never knew what it actually meant. I knew when I saw the logo what it, like, okay, that's Rough Riders. Okay, cool. But I never knew exactly what that meant. Now, as a person that has grown and done some research about Rough Riders, that logo is about the second most popular logo in hip-hop. The first one goes to Wu-Tang logo. But Rough Rider is a close second to the most popular logo in hip-hop. They had Rough Rider bikes. They had Rough Rider shirts. They had Rough Rider logo on any type of apparel. I mean, that double R was synonymous with DMX. DMX was the face of Rough Riders. But getting back to my point here, DMX is a big personality. He has captured people's attention by his songs. And right now, I'm just, it's just hard for me to not understand it because I understand what his, I understand what he has done for people. I understand that wholeheartedly. I have lived enough. I have, matter of fact, let me clarify this. I am fortunate enough to have seen the type of effect a celebrity dying has done to people. I have lived through the Michael Jackson dying and people going crazy for him. I lived through Prince dying and people going crazy for him. I am now living through the DMX dying and people going crazy. Who else am I forgetting? Um, God, I'm probably forgetting somebody else that was probably a big high-profile name. God, who else? What I'm getting at, I, was, I have lived through... Oh, Nipsey Hussle. How can I forget that one? Because that just happened. People in California were going crazy over that one. Now here's one that's not a music person, but just happened a couple of years ago. Kobe Bryant. California in the world, the whole entire world, mourned over Kobe Bryant. I have lived through those experiences, and I have seen the type of impact that these men have had on this entire world and their entire side of the world that they captivated. I've seen it off of social media alone. Now, dying this young is insane to me. You're not supposed to die this young. If anything, you probably die about the age of, what, 80 and up? If not 80, what, about 75 and up? If you die at the age of 70, people are still going to say that was young. But if you at least die by the age of 80, people are going to say, okay, it was he was slowly, he or she was slowly moving into the transitional period to leave. And I don't want people to look at me and say, Gerald, how dare you say that? I'm just telling you what it is based off of, people. 
If Bob Barker were to die right now, and Bob Barker is still living right now, would you be upset or would you be looking at his aging if he is like 90 something? You'd be like, okay, he's it's about time for him. If Betty White were to pass away right now, you will say, okay, Betty White has lived so and such long. It's about her time to go. But somebody dying at the age of 50, it doesn't make sense for anybody that young of an age to go out. It makes no sense. Now, let me just give you a couple things about DMX that I did learn by um, research. And this one was more my mother and father, well, my mother, telling me about DMX. He got hooked on drugs because of a mentor of his at the age of 14. And this comes from Mercy News right here because I had to look it up. And it solidifies what my mom was saying. DMX um, revealed how his addiction started at age 14 when a 30-year-old musical mentor offered him a marijuana cigarette that he didn't know had been laced with crack cocaine. This guy, this guy, this guy, he introduced me to the best part of my life, which would be the rap bout, be the rap but DMX started to explain. He choked up as he described the man who was like an older brother who also introduced him to the worst curse without telling him. I didn't smoke cigarettes, weed. I didn't do anything DMX said about his older friend suggesting he try some pot. He passed the blunt around and I hit the blunt. A tearful DMX explained. I never felt like this before. It messed me up. I later found out that he laced the blunt with crack. Why would you do that to a child? He was like 30, and he knew I looked up to him. Why would you do that to someone who looks up to you? Ladies and gentlemen, if you look up to somebody, you're automatically going to think that this person isn't going to do you any harm because you are looking up to them. I'm here to tell you, that's not always the case, as you just heard from me reading that. That's not always the case. There are people out here that's willing and ready to destroy you just because you hang around with them. They want to see how much they can push you until you finally snap or you do something back towards them. This is the world that we're living in still to this day. I think that you guys as... Listeners, if you have children or you have siblings, you guys need to look at who the who your children are hanging around and who your siblings are hanging around. I'm not saying you need to be all over the text messages. I mean, you can do that if you want to, just to make sure that you can sleep at night knowing that you did everything you were supposed to do. I'm suggesting just make sure that your people don't hang around people that will set them upon a path of destruction. DMX got himself hooked onto drugs. He was already messed up after since he did that one incident right there, he drove off into drugs 
down the way. Okay? Now, what I'm getting at is this. He suffered from bipolar um, disorder. And he stated that his mother never once showed him affection. Now, bipolar disorder is what I'm getting and my best understanding is that one moment you'll feel one way and the next moment you could flip the script and you are completely a whole different person. I'm not saying multiple personality disorder. I'm saying at one moment you could feel fine and the next moment you could feel not well. No, I'm not talking about depression. I'm talking about upset, you're angry, or you just feel down. I mean, your whole mood can switch. That's what I'm, that's my understanding of what bipolar is. Well, bipolar disorder. DMX had that. Now, with the incorporation of him smoking marijuana that was laced with crack, that can only intensify your bipolarness and making you do and have some bad decisions along the way. I want you all to please look after your people. Make sure that they are actually around people that are doing good for themselves. Matter of fact, make sure that you have taught them up in the way that they won't stray and try to look for that love and affection from somebody else. That usually what happens to people that don't have the love in the household. They are trying to look for that love that they have, were neglected from by somebody else. If my parents don't teach, don't give me the love and affection, I'm going to find it out in the world. And whenever they grab onto that love and affection from that person, that person now has tied your child or the person that you love all around their fingers because they are giving them that love and affection that you did not. So... I want you all to please give your sibling or your child that love and affection that they need. Because you don't want your person to be going out into this world feeling that they have to find that love that they never received. You don't want that because that leads them down a road that can lead them down into a lot of bad situations. Just think about this. DMX said in that statement that that his mentor gave him the greatest gift, which was rap, but gave him the worst gift, which was drugs. Now, imagine if his mentor never gave him drugs. He'll be still alive right now. No drugs, no nothing would have entered his system. He probably would have done some type of drug later. But that's when his whole body would at least been able to be all right. Because at the age of 14, you're not supposed to do any type of drug because your brain's not fully um, developed yet. Your body still hasn't fully developed yet. <coughs> but at the age of 18, you can at least start to think for yourself in a way to say, okay, if I do this, this can mess me up down the line here. Or if I do this, this won't hurt me so much down the line, or this won't hurt me at all. That's what I'm getting at. At age 14, you don't think that. You think of the now, you don't think of the future. I used to be 14. We all used to be 14. At the age of 14, you're not thinking of the future. You're thinking of right now. And that's what happened. 
He got caught up in the right now thanks to his mentor screwing him up. Now, imagine if he would have gotten the love and affection that he was supposed to get at his house, DMX, as I'm saying he. He would have not have rapped. He wouldn't have gotten no DMX song because you would have not gotten a DMX career. I don't think you would have gotten that at all. But his life, him the man, still would be here. That's just Gerald Garrett, G2's opinion. You need to watch out for who your people hang around. Please do that. That's what I'm asking of you in this. Please watch out for who your people hang around. It's easy for somebody to get caught up out here. It's way easy for your people to get caught up in doing something that's not like them. Because they are now under somebody else's thumb or twisted all around somebody twisted around somebody's fingers because they weren't given the love that they were needing. And that's what happened with DMX. DMX was a spiritual man. Now, yes, in his music, he would say profanity and he would say this and that and whatever the case would be. But he believed in a higher power. He believed in doing right. And if you don't believe me, I'm about to play you a prayer that came off his debut album, which is his debut album was called, hold on, let me get it right now. His debut album was called It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And this was the prayer that he had on his album. Now, usually rappers don't usually have prayers on their album, but DMX was the, I'm not going, I'm not sure if he was the first, but he made it known that he had a prayer on his album. So if you weren't a spiritual person, you at least knew that you were going to listen to somebody that believed in a bigger, higher up, but he still was able to give you that grimy feeling that you need. But anyway, let me pray. Let me play the prayer for you right now. I come to you hungry and tired. You give me food, let me sleep. I come to you weak. You give me strength, and that's deep. You call me a sheep and lead me to green pastures, only asking that I keep the focus in between the chapters. You give me the word and only ask that I interpret and give me the eyes that I may recognize a serpent. You know I ain't perfect, but you'd like me to try. Unlike the devil who just wants me to lie till I die. Lord, why is it that I go through so much pain? All I saw was black. All I felt was rain. I come to you because it's you who knows. You showed me that everything was black because my eyes were closed. You gave me the light and let me bask in your glory. So it was only right that when you ask for this story, I put it together to do our dogs some good. Our dogs being brothers and sisters in the hood. Plenty of times you sent help my way, but I hid. And I remember once you held me close, but I slid. There was something that 
I just had to see that you wanted me to see so I could be what you wanted me to be. And I think I've seen it because I don't feel the same. Matter of fact, I know I've seen it. I can feel the change. It's strange. I was got me beating down your door. But I've never known love like this before. It's a wonderful feeling to get away from the pain. And up under the ceiling, I get away from the rain. And the strain that I feel when I'm here is gone. I know real, so I wipe away the tear. It's on. And I almost lost faith when you took my man, Monty, Picasso, and Dre's brother Dan. And I fear that what I'm saying won't be heard until I'm gone. But it's all good, because I really didn't expect to live long. So if it takes for me to suffer, for my brother to see the light, give me pain till I die. But please, Lord, treat him right. X didn't expect to live long. That tells you what type of life he was living. If you're making that prayer, you got to understand that's a deep prayer to be saying that you didn't expect to live this long and you will take all the pain just for your brother or whoever you love just to get the just get treated right get just get treated right and just get treated nicely out here in this world you that is a tough prayer to say that's tough and especially with the whole rapper persona and gimmick that majority a lot of rappers have to live by but dmx he stood on his shield he was who he was he didn't play no gimmicks you what you saw was what you got dmx was dmx after if you go on youtube and you search up any dmx interview you're going to get a man that's wears his heart on his sleeve. He'll tell you how he, he'll tell you what it is. And that's about it with DMX. He'll tell you if you don't like something, he'll tell you if something's trash. Look at all the interviews that he did. That's just what type of person DMX was. He was a, for what I'm getting at in the videos, he was a, kind person and he was set here with a purpose he was set here to let people see the struggles of a real life person he went and had a lot of struggles you can go and look up all his arrest reports and all this and all that garbage but you got to understand that at the end of the day he stood for character. He stood for being yourself, being authentic. Don't try to bend or try to bend for other people. You are you. We all go through struggles every day. There are struggles that people don't get to see from people. But we're all going through something. That's what DMX represented. He represented the people that were in the back. They couldn't say nothing to other people. He was. He represented them. What more can you say about a man. Like DMX. DMX was the man. After going back. And looking at all his stuff. He was the man. 
you're going to go through Twitter right now and look at how many people were just tweeting out he's the man, this and that. And people might say, you know what, Joe? That's what everybody do whenever they die. Yes, that's what they do. But you're going to get a whole lot of stories that people will be tweeting out how DMX saved them going through something deep because they were able to listen to him rap about something deep that he they could easily relate to and easily just create that special bond with them. DMX was special. DMX was a special rapper. He was a special human being. This one is difficult for me to try to cover. It's difficult. I'm hoping I'm doing the man justice. It's just weird. Because I'm just constantly just floating in my head. Age of 50. They say he overdosed. They say this and that. Nobody ever knows. Nobody knows. I'm not going to go through any more type of thing. There was multiple reports about how he got there and this and that. He overdosed. Or he had like a heart attack. Dude. I don't know. This one's just weird to me. That out of all the celebrities, DMX and he just was on a couple months ago with a versus battle with Snoop Dogg. I mean, he was just having a good fun with Snoop Dogg. And I mean, you could just see those two just laughing and kicking it and just having fun with one another. Enjoying themselves. And now, months later, oh, DMX has passed away. You'll look back and say, what? You, and that's the first thing I did. My mom, well, I brought the news to my mom about him being in a vegetative state. And my mom told me, Gerald, look, let's see if DMX has passed away. I looked it up and people, uh, the actual people publication said that he passed away. Then I looked over at Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones said that he passed away. I looked on Twitter and on the Twitter, it was uh, TMZ posted that DMX has passed at the age of 50. And I reported back to my mom. Yeah, he passed away. This is just weird. It's a weird time. We're still going through this whole COVID crisis mess, but it's just still weird. Because he was such a big icon and he stood for Telling your truth, going and telling through your struggles, telling people your struggles, just getting all that all off your chest and just try to make it through another day. It's just weird to me, man. It's just weird, guys. Um, uh, it's just weird. I hope this wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I'm, I'm sorry. This is a downer episode, but this is a serious situation is serious this guy went through a lot of things and he overcame it he became a big old star in the late 90s early 2000s he went through his troubles after he became a big old star he gets the help that he needed to recover and he was on his recovery back to making music and about to have it put out with artists of now and then poof gone 
it's just weird. I'm. It's just weird. Here's what I want you guys to take out of this episode. I want you guys to take out of this episode knowing that life isn't granted. Not every day is granted. I want you guys to please give hugs and kisses to the people that you love. And if you don't like somebody, don't you don't have to say anything to these people. You don't have to let these people live rent-free in your head. You don't have to say a mumbling word to them. You can just go about your business. Pay them no mind. And if they try to grab you by the your goat, grab your goat, if you will, don't give them the satisfaction. Just go about your day. And people that are trying to grab other people's goats, you don't know what that person is dealing with. You have no idea what they're dealing with. Please just be courteous and be nice to them. You don't know when it's your time to go. And if you did my exercise earlier in the episode and you saw darkness around, that's all you might see whenever your time might be up. You don't know when your time might be. You don't know when your calling card needs it to be stamped for you to go. Nobody knows. So what I'm what I am begging for for everybody is to please do your part as a civilian, as a citizen of this world. Please be kind and be civil to one another. And if somebody's not civil to you, just brush it off your shoulders the, the most that you can. I'm not going to say everything's going to be able for you to brush off your shoulders. But please try your best to brush it off as much as you can. And people, please give love to one another. DMX's whole career would have changed if his mother would have gave, if his mother and parents would have gave him love. He wouldn't have had to search for it out in the world. Give your children love. Give the children, give your children the love that they deserve. Not going to say that they deserve. Give them the love that you owe them as a parent. You as a parent owe your children love. Your children didn't ask to be here. You guys did do, and now they're here, and now you might be upset because now you got to take care of them. Yes, you have to take care of them because this is now your responsibility because you guys did the do for them to be here. They didn't just pop them on your doorstep like a stray cat. Take care of them. Love them. Love up on them. I don't care how old they get. My mom does that to me now. I still hug up on my mom and I tell her I love her every day. We do that every single day. We can get into a big blowout. But before I leave my mother's house or before I leave a cell phone call, before that night is over with, there'll be a text or some type of message that will say, love you. You will owe that to your parent and you owe that to your children. You owe that to them. If you have siblings, tell them that you love them every day. They might say, oh my God, stop it. Just tell them that you love them. Because I guarantee you, they're going to get used to do, used to it, and used to it, and used to it. And that one, and that one day comes that you don't say it to them, they're going to wonder, hey, what was that love? You didn't tell me love you today. I'm telling you. You hit them with that, I love you, every day. 
They'll get used to it. They'll expect you to tell them I love you. Them every day. Just be courteous, ladies and gentlemen. Just be courteous. I don't know what else uh, I can tell you about this. I'm just still trying to wrap my head around this whole thing. It's just weird. It's just so weird. I'm sorry for it. Here's my analogy for this episode. If you don't like this episode, I'm sorry. But this is, it has to be said. This is a, this is a real episode. This is real. This is me literally having a one-on-one conversation with you guys. And this is me just basically telling you that we we all got to change it up. We got to change it up. We got to to do what's best for everybody out here. We can't just be selfish. We have to do what's best for every single person out here on this planet. Because once you leave, this whole world is still going to go. You're just a little clue. You're just a little... Uh, instrument in the machine. You're just a little uh, clog in the machine. Once they take you out and replace you, matter of fact, here it is, you're a little nut in the machine. Once you get all rusted out and wore out, the machine takes you out and they replace you with a new one. But the machine keeps going. This world will continue to go once I'm gone, once you're gone. We leave in this world to the people that you care for. If you teach your children love, your children will carry that love and give that love to other people. We got to start doing that as a as a whole, as a just as people. We got to carry this on of loving one another. I'm not saying you have to talk to one another, somebody if you don't like them. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, just be courteous, do your part, and that's it. And with that, that is all I got to say about that. Episode was uh, Mortality, episode 17, presented by uh, (laughs) my podcast, G2. Uh, this was just a real episode. It was it was something that I thought about before DMX passed. And once DMX passed, this really like hammered it home. And I'm like, yep, this is what I'm doing. But um, I hope you did. Guys did grab something out of this episode. I hope you guys grabbed something out of this to carry on throughout your week. And for you, I hope everybody did have a good spring break. That were it was on spring break. Um, I hope to uh, see you guys in my Zoom calls in class, but, um, I hope you guys had a nice, uh, spring break, I'm sorry to be a downer listening to this, because I know this is, but this is just a real episode, it's real like that, the world is real, and this was, this was just a real episode, uh, my socials, where you could find me at, these are my socials, Twitter is at my two cents, no, no, it's at my two podcasts, sorry, at my, the number two, podcast um instagram my two cents podcast g2 and any business uh inquiries is my two cents pod at yahoo.com now what i want you guys to do is to be courteous wear your mask keep away from keep following with the uh, guidelines that you do have even though you got the vaccine shot 
Please still wear your mask. The shot can only cover you but for so much. Constantly wash your hands. Do what you were doing at the beginning of this whole pandemic crisis business. But please uh, have a good day. Have a good rest of the week. And this, we're still in the dark. We're still in the dark uh, spot, but there is light at the end of this tunnel. We're slowly but surely approaching it. And by God, once we hit that light, everything will be so right. But this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear this sweet uh, sounding voice again. And hopefully next episode, you guys will be hearing me at least chipper and I'll be able to crack some jokes. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But um, yeah, that's um, until next time. I have been G2, Gerald Garrett, and I have presented to you my Two Cents podcast. And with that, peace. Bye-bye. Bonjour. I love you guys. Peace. I'm tired. You tired. Jesus wept. Shit, I be talking about yeah. half rapping ass motherfuckers. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game?
long enough now. Stop me. 